Hi everyone, thanks for downloading this very special Christmas episode of the Fantasy Animation Podcast. Just a quick reminder, Chris and I are doing a live podcast recording at the Barbican Centre in London, um, discussing the wonder of nature in the works of Studio Ghibli. Uh, This is going to tie in with the RSC's uh, current live production of uh, My Neighbor Totoro, which Chris and I had the pleasure of seeing a few weeks ago, and uh, spoiler alert, it's great. So um, if you haven't managed to get tickets for that, because they've sold out fast, why not come down and listen to us talk about Ghibli? more broadly thinking about how nature is explored in their works and celebrated and also touching on issues sort of sustainability and how animation can be a force for good in that battle so uh, we'd love to see you down there Um, mulled wine probably will be available if not i'm going to go find it somewhere uh, and join us in the bar afterwards perhaps for a drink Um, tickets are available on barbican website and the event is on the 22nd of december at 5 p.m m barbican.org.uk barbican.org.uk and just search fantasy animation and you'll find us otherwise enjoy the show Hi listeners and welcome to the last footnote of 2022, um, Fancy Animation Footnote with me, Chris Holiday, And me, Alex Sargent. So on that note, on the fact that we are in December, we're not recording this in December as we never do, but we are metaphorically in, in figures. It'd be more to tell we've recorded it because I've got the same cold I've had for a few <laughs> uh, different episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so we, but we're going to do Christmas. So uh, normally these footnotes are, I suppose, honing in on particular key concepts. I think this is a key concept. Oh, well, well, then maybe that's come out in the discussion. Scrooge. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Your academic Scrooge. I think this is a really interesting concept, but I'm not sure we're going to end with a series of very tight uh, lit lit recommendations. (laughs) I don't think this is a thing that's been written on, but I think it's a thing it should be written on. Yeah. And that's Christmas. The concept of Christmas. We can, well, we can definitely point listeners towards the end in uh, towards a couple of blog posts that have been written about Christmas and animation yeah. from our esteemed contributors. Sure. But um, before we get there, I think we've got some, yeah, have we got things to say about Christmas? Christmas on screen? Well, okay, so Christmas, I'm starting the timer. Okay. Christmas, obviously the, the idea of the Christmas movie is a seminal kind of part of the mechanics of at least mainstream cinema in the Hollywood model. Um, The idea of Christmas being a point of leisure time um, around the world, so it's good to release a Christmas movie as well as a Thanksgiving movie, right? Um, I think going to the cinema on on Christmas Day is quite a big thing in the States. Right, right. Um, Obviously not so much over here in the UK, but um, around the world, certainly going to the cinema over Christmas is a big thing. And then since the advent of television, watching films with family and friends over the Christmas period is another key way in which we celebrate Christmas so yes. uh, and often that does involve fantasy and animation doesn't yes. it so, Cer- uh, yeah. yeah certainly Christmas Day Boxing Day even any time between Christmas Eve and probably New Year's Day you get a lot of animated films that yeah. make their annual appearance and these aren't I would say Christmas films per se though there are plenty of, of, of Christmas themed animation films yeah. from well, I was going to say Nightmare Before Christmas, but there's a bit of debate as to around as to whether or not it's Halloween. But I think you have Clouds from a couple of years ago, Charlie Brown Christmas, of course, um, and then Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer back in the 1960s. So there's plenty of 
of animated films that are about Christmas, but there's also a there are Christmas films that well, people seem to watch at Christmas, or there are films at Christmas that people seem to watch, and often they are animated because that's families if, watch if, animation. If this is a, if this, these footnotes are meant to kind of flag up where you can go with this term, I guess. So one thing you could do is there is a link between the kind of mechanical industry of making movies and what Christmas means at a cultural level. Cultural Christmas is about spending money in a kind of capitalist, you know, manner yeah. and 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 indulging in leisure time and and that kind of stuff. And there's a really interesting embedded yep. link between Christmas and that. We could also talk about the way cinema is being consumed, and yes, yep. that's so because it's associated with family, and because animation and fantasy often associated with family, um, it's also you know a, a richly imaginative. You know, it's where we indulge in stories of Father Christmas and things like that. There's loads of films about Father Christmas. Um, Father Christmas even turns up in The Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. I always forget that bit, but there's a chapter where uh, Father Christmas appears in Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. Um, so there's there's that kind of um, notion of, of, of how we might study um, how film is consumed and used over Christmas. And then there's also the issue of what is a Christmas film and how is Christmas represented in film? And I think all all of those are really fascinating yeah. areas of exploration. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah. let's try and unpack that. What 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 is a Christmas film? I have a kind of Andrew Saris three circles theory to this. Okay, I, I definitely don't. For me, a Christmas... <laughs> For me, a Christmas film is a film that trades on the iconography of Christmas, which, and by that I mean, it doesn't, I'm not talking about characters, I'm not talking about where the film, what, what time of the year the film is set, because I think you can have a Christmas film in the, at the height of summer. Um, okay. Uh, it doesn't have to be set in the North Pole, it doesn't have to feature, it doesn't have to be on, set on Christmas Eve, and, and that doesn't have to be a disaster with delivering presents. I think right. a Christmas film is a film that visually trades on a set of um, repeating images, a kind of, yeah, image, a dominant image repertoire of what okay. Christmas actually is, which allows us to bring in a number of films. I think that's one, that's one way of defining a, a, a Christmas film um, at the level of visual, like aesthetics, versus sure. a film that is released over the Christmas period, which often okay. are Christmas-themed, but they don't have to be. See, yeah, okay, I would, I would say... That using the you know the you know the Saris sort of how do you define an auteur? Directors can do three things: they can be a a, a skilled technician of labour, they can use their skill to express their own personal point of view, and their great filmmakers bring the two things together. So they use their skill to express their personal point of view to add meaning and value to the story. I would say a Christmas movie is a film that is consumed at a, over the Christmas period. Yeah. So any any film released and consumed over the Christmas period, no matter that which genre. That ticks category number one. Okay. I would say. So I will happily include The Great Escape in that, and I'll happily include... Bond um, movies. All Bond movies. On Manchester Secret Service is particularly good at X. It's got a few Christmas trees in it. And, but, uh, so Bond movies, by virtue of the fact they're often released in November. Sure. Second week, third week in November, might World is Not Enough. Yeah. No, uh, that November kind of, 19th, that kind of loose canon of yep. Radio Times uh, uh, okay. films, I think that's category number one. Category number two, films that engage with on a thematic or visual level. So that's, I think, what I was referring to. Yeah. Christmas. Yeah. And then I think category three, the sweet spot, is when those two things are brought together. A film, well, sweet spot, yes. Uh, that's nothing to say. You know, so so it, I guess I think, I yeah. think a great Christmas, there are films sh watched at Christmas, there are films set at Christmas yeah. and then there are films about 
Christmas. Yes. And I would argue that a great Christmas film, in my opinion, has to at least be about, has to kind of really be about Christmas. So I'm always, um, I think Muppet Christmas Carol is always a favourite of mine. We've done that on the podcast before. And I think It's a Wonderful Life ticks that box, even though it isn't really about Christmas. It's, it is set around the Christmas period and it engages with themes that are very closely associated with Christmas, the idea of generosity and, and, and giving gifts on the kind of spiritual level and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, was just I don't think Die Hard counts, I'm sorry, because I don't think Die Hard, it might be set at Christmas, but it isn't thematically interested in anything associated with Christmas. Die Hard is what you watch when you want a break from Christmas. So, um, so, so I'm thinking about it, It's a Wonderful Life and the fact that it it also came out at Christmas. So it's at, it is yes. a sweet spot because it uses the iconography of Christmas and was also released on December the 20th. So mm -hmm. it, it's, it's the sweet spot. One of the things I, I suppose I wanted to, to bring up is that Christmas is often, this is nothing to do with kind of quality, what you're saying, because often there are films that are, I think audiences think of Christmas films as very consumer-driven, easy plot narrative um, like I'm thinking of the Hallmark Christmas movies, the sort of trend of Hallmark Christmas movies, which are very light and fluffy, sure. almost that Christmas is a time where movies are often watered down because people are already indulging in ledger. They're indulging in ledger time, they're indulging yeah. in food, they're, they're consuming. In, in so the same way we all eat things that are bad for us at Christmas because we allow ourselves, we also supposedly watch films. We don't need to... It's a terrible, yeah. Yeah, we're allowed to watch... We're, we're, we give ourselves permission to watch movies that are supposedly yes. aren't as serious or aren't as important or good as other movies. So, so that's, that's that idea that if it's a Christmas film, it gets away with things. Well, I was going to say, so the sweet spot is often... So I think It's a Wonderful Life, I think, is one of the greatest films of all time and I think is very thematically rich yeah. and is also at Christmas. But but, I, but the sweet spot is also also takes the form of a target on the film because you go, well, it's a film that's set around Christmas and it's released at Christmas and I already think that these things are sentimental and consumer-driven. And, and, and of course, Hallmark are going to release 20 films where sure. a guy falls in love with a woman at a, uh, a, a child's, like a toy store, sure. and it turns out that her mum is actually really Father Christmas's wife. And, and all, all, you know, that sort of... I have no idea what film that is, but I'd be delighted to my, see my, it. My dad would know, because he, right, he okay. starts right. watching those kind of movies on Channel 5 around sort of, you know... Guy Fawkes Night. Love anyway, so I think there is a, a cultural way, you know, the consensus is that Christmas is a time for indulging. And I think you're right that we allow ourselves to watch films that aren't necessarily of a, of a kind of narrative quality. And I think the reason for that is that two months after we have the Oscars and by Christmas time, all the films that are Oscar baiting have probably already come out. We've had the summer blockbusters. I don't We've, know if that's true. Not in this country. We usually get them January, February. I almost think it's... Only sometimes in time, just in time yeah. for the Oscars. So almost it's the other way around. I think you're allowed a breather because in a minute you're going to watch all the... A true quote story. Unquote, yeah. Quote, unquote, worthy films. Yeah, so, uh, uh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. I know, Jan January, Jan this January when the Oscar films come out is the sort of cinematic equivalent of like January or... Yeah, cutting out all the... So, I mean, <laughs> just depending on where you are in the world, it, Christmas is either a calm before the storm or you've had your serious... 
you've had your serious movies and now we can rest a bit because that true story film has finished and now we can we can yeah. indulge everything. I suppose a little a little footnote to, to add is is that often animated films have Christmas specials or Christmas sure. spin-offs. So you have your your Shrek the Halls or you have your Merry Madagascar films. So your short little TV specials mm-hmm. which are taking our familiar well-loved characters and putting them in Christmas scenarios yeah. because Christmas is formulaic enough for it to be narratively economical but also the film doesn't have to do much legwork in yeah. going well this is what it's doing with Christmas and recasting your Muppets in your in your roles the final caveat we should probably throw in there is of course what kind of represent what kind of Christmas is represented in these films because right? yeah. obviously what we're really talking about is a very US driven definition of Christmas mm-hmm. that is large well, almost entirely secular in its, you know, there's, as I said, it's one of life actually has evocations of Jesus and Mary and things like that. But m- almost all cr- Christmas films are very much Father Christmas. Um, it's about toys. It's about toy, the toy oh, store. Yeah, it's yeah. about the, you know, it's not about the religious uh, substance of, of Christmas. If there, there, ain't is, no, if there, there ain't no, you know, there ain't no. But occasionally you'll get like the nativity yeah. story, won't you? Yeah. But that isn't really the ones that we're all talking about, is it? So it's also resp- in that way that like film takes and gives to the world. It's also responsible for popularizing Christmas around the world, right? In that it's created a vision of Christmas that's completely divorced, supposedly, from its Christian origins, and therefore can be sold and repackaged. And Japanese people can celebrate Christmas, and people of all faiths and denominations can celebrate Christmas because it's seemingly this harmless holiday that has no um, well, given that either national yeah. or religious ties. It has no history. It's just a fantasy that we can all indulge in. Well, I, friend, if I read this morning, from November the 1st to the 15th of January, there are 29 holidays observed by seven of the world's major religions. So we should say happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas, if, yes. we're, being, if we're being sort of authentic. But you're absolutely right that Christmas is a very specific way and a, and a very... Well, the Christmas that Hollywood the, yes, and yeah, other yeah. films uh, represent. A very, you know, it's Christmas with the cranks. That's what it is. It's a very Western... There's lots of green, there's lots of red. That's just the poster. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it's superficial in the in the proper sense. In like in a, it's superficial, and therefore anyone can have it because there's no there's no meaning attached yeah. to it. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, sure. Anyway, so there you are. Um, that's Christmas. Christmas uh, for atheists. Happy there you holidays go. <laughs> for everybody. Um, yeah. Do enjoy your favourite Christmas movie. What's your what, Chris? Very quickly, what are you? What will you be watching with the family? What's a good Christmas movie you all watch every year? Home Alone. Home Alone. Yeah, Home Alone. See, now just... m- mine completely breaks the rule, but always Apollo Thirteen. Apollo right. 13, we watch pretty much every Christmas with sure. my family, which makes no sense whatsoever, but my dad always cries at the bit where the project manager has to fix the Apollo box thing, probably because of his career. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay, yeah, good. Uh, ding dong merrily on ding high. Ding dong merrily on high, indeed. Um, well, merry, merry Christmas, happy holidays to everyone. Um, we'll see you in the new year. Um, otherwise, um, I was about to say... What, check out the blog. Don't check out the blog. Have a couple of weeks off. Yeah. You have a mince pie. But, but, um, but, in, but, in, Janu- but in January, <laughs> yeah. you can check out, check out the blog, uh, fantasy-animation.org. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Fananim Research, and you can set, use that same tag, Fananim Research, F-A-N-A-N-I-M Research, at gmail.com to suggest future footnotes for the new year. Um, otherwise, um, take care. We'll see you in 2023. Bye. Thank you.